0: I think I got something's going to blow your mind tonight. At least it blew mine even today. And, um, so this first part, Ryan and Chelsea, Richard from Dallas area. I think you guys are from Dallas. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think that's where they're from. Um, we've been talking about how just quantum physics, I think is a beautiful thing where Christianity shouldn't be scared of this stuff. It, to me, when it, when it proves what Scripture's saying, I think it's actually beautiful. I think it's just, I think it's so shockingly good that religious people reject it. And, uh, it's so good that it's really what the original too good to be true, the good news, the gospel was literally like this overwhelming, um, way, that's way too good of news to be true. But that's really what it means in the original gospel. So, Anyway, I want to show you this video and it's, um, it's just like two, a couple minutes of it. it. Ryan and Chelsea sent it to me. It's Morgan Freeman the, into the wormhole. Have you guys seen this? It's, uh, you don't have to watch the whole movie if you want, but it's like, Two minutes. I want to show you. It's probably the best I've seen of quantum physics and the double slit. Trying to explain it to you is really hard, but they do a, a really good job of, um, vi- yeah, visualizing it of what. And there's this like scientist that you and I went to school with, like that were instructors that are so smart we don't know what they're talking about. So that's like this. So yeah, I had a few of those too. So I, I just want you to watch this couple minutes, and we'll talk about the scripture that supports it. <laughs>
1: Science is full of ideas that seem hard to believe. Take quantum mechanics. In this strange world of subatomic physics, a particle can be in two places at once until we look at it. Most physicists will tell you where the particle ends up is just a roll of the dice. But there's another theory. My conscious mind could be controlling this subatomic world. And the sixth sense could be what makes the universe tick. Perhaps the ultimate proof of just how unsettling quantum mechanics can be is something called the double-slit experiment. It will make you question whether reality exists at all. This simple configuration shoots particles of light called photons one at a time, through two tiny slits in a screen. We With a laser which produces light, this light is attenuated such that only one photon at a time emerges. This photon passes through a two-slit assembly, and then we have a camera which registers the pattern behind the two-slit uh, assembly. So what we see is that the photons arrive one by one on the screen, some here, some there, and it looks pretty random. Since the photons travel one by one, some through this slit, some through that slit, you would expect them to leave a pattern of two stripes on the wall. And you would be wrong. They mysteriously create a band of stripes. This is what you would expect to see if a constant beam of light shined through the two slits. It would spread across the wall like a wave. So how can single bullet-like particles of light create a wave pattern? This could only happen if the particles go through both slits at the same time. In other words, the particle is in two places at once. But strangest of all is what happens when you put detectors next to the slits. When the photons are being watched, the wave pattern disappears, take away the detectors and the wave pattern comes back. This suggests that we can change the way reality behaves just by looking at it.
0: Isn't that a trip? Now, I got something even better for you. This is what kind of blew my mind today. How many of you guys have heard this? So here's what he's saying in that is um, what you look at, it responds by what you're looking at. Thoughts become things. What you, that's why I think scripture says guard your hearts and minds because out of your heart and mind flows what? Life, the issues of life. It's really, it's, so what do we do with our mind? We create pictures, right? Even when you read, you create pictures. We don't, we don't read in words. We, the words represent a picture to us in our mind, our imagination. and our hearts, we feel things. Not our tick, tick, tick heart, but our, our inner being, our inner core, we feel things. And so that's what he's saying. He said, uh, you know, Hebrews says, by faith, we understand that everything we see is made by things we can't see. But there's real things there is what he's saying, isn't he? And so have, have you guys heard this, that your imagination creates reality? that's what he's saying. You can say it a, a, a zillion ways, but he goes, all we need to do is focus on what we desire. And instead of this unlimited potential energy, just this waveform, it responds and comes exactly how we look at it. Take the, take the receptors off that aren't looking at it. And what does it do? It goes back to all things are possible. You, I'll be whatever you want me to be. Isn't that amazing?" That is amazing, isn't it? Now, this is a mind bender. Was, Barb was like, today she's like, I can tell you're all fired up about this. This is one of those, one of those moments where I'm like, yes! Because we've all heard this, that thoughts become things, imagination creates reality, Jesus in all of his prayers, the kingdom, the, the anointing within, all these secrets like, hey, here's the keys to the kingdom, whatever you're doing in the heavens is what's, what you're going to be doing on earth, and whatever you bind in the heavens is what's going to be bound on earth. It's all the same stuff. But... There's still part of me that are like show me a little bit more, because anybody do that like show me a little bit. So anyway, if you want to look at this, this is this is geek city. So some of you guys may not want to look at this, but it's called um, it was Google Tech Talks, and so you can go Google this. It's the Quantum Conspiracy. What what? Wait, I got to read my own writing. So what popularizes? popularizers that's what I it's not a word I would use that's why what popularizers of quantum mechanics don't want you to know Google tech talks by dr. Ron Garrett he was one of the original guys who started Google and now he's working for NASA doing weird stuff Um, so anyway he goes through um, he goes through the double slit he goes through all the traditional quantum things where he's basically saying hey everything um, every atom in the universe is connected to this field. That all is, It's very intelligent and, and responds. And he's doing all the typical quantum, quantum mechanics things. Like, how do you explain that? You take the, the receptors off and it goes back to a wave. You put them on and it goes exactly how you expect it to be. Take them off. You can't fake it out. That's, they've been doing this for 100 years. Isn't that wild? And so, uh, but at the end of this, so... He's, so he's going through all the math, like Michael, you and I like geek out, but some of you guys are, who struggle with algebra, don't watch this. Because um, this isn't algebra. <laughs> this, is, this is mind-bending Laplace transforms and logarithmic equations stuff. and stuff. She, she knows I'm like, oh, I love this kind of stuff. It's just stupid. Um, but at the end, so here's this very sharp guy. Uh, he goes, what they don't want to tell you, this is quote, We are not particles. We are not atoms. We are our thoughts. He goes, we're an illusion, and we operate like a holograph. That was mic drop to me. It was just that next little piece like thoughts become things. Yes, what what we believe in our hearts will become true. And so I want you to understand this. So by faith, we understand that all things are created by things we can't see. There's not nothingness there. When he says, I've given you everything that pertains to life and godliness, he's, he's, he means it. He's like, I want you to understand, as, as an offspring of the Father, he has said we are Elohims. Doesn't it say that? He says, I have said you're Elohims. Or actually, he says, your scriptures say you are Elohims, and scripture cannot be broken in John 10. So Elohims give birth to Elohims, Right? I'm gonna show you some scriptures I think that'll just rock you with this. But after all that, he goes, mathematically, he goes through all these equations and goes, we are not particles. We are not physical things. We are thoughts. We are an illusion and a holograph. Now, you guys know what a holograph is? So yeah, you know what? So it'd be like this. Is, um, uh, you guys have seen those things like, um, I always saw them in bookmarks. Like they would make a bookmark and if you turned it a, a couple ways, you could see the same picture like 10 different ways. You guys know what I'm talking about? And a holograph is this. What's so weird about those holographs is if you had a holograph and it was a picture of the Mona Lisa and you, you cut it into a hundred pieces, each piece mysteriously has the same picture. It contains everything that the original had. And so here's what they're saying. He, he goes through this whole thing and he goes, we can prove, we, can, we don't understand it, but we can prove that you're holographic, that every every. I don't even want to say atom anymore, but that's a good way to. He goes, "This is a good way for us to describe it—a particle, because that's the the smallest thing that we know right now." And he says, "Every particle or atom, every holograph has the same information in it and communicates with every other atom in the world." I'm going scriptural. There's one body. There's one spirit. Doesn't he say that? And it's held together by one thing which is me. Isn't that wild? Now, this brings a whole new meaning to me of when Jesus says, do unto others as you do unto yourself. Why? Because that is you. Jesus says there's one body. When he's telling them, he says, listen, he's trying to get this concept across where he's saying, you know what? Um, when When you gave a drink of water to so-and-so, when you, um, when you help that single mom with Inspire 100, who did you do it to, what Jesus says? He did it to me, which is, if we're in union with him, who did we really do it to? Ourselves. And science is going, hey, we don't know what this is. They call it string theory. We call it whatever. Einstein, Einstein says exactly what this Google tech guy just said. He goes, life is a very, all it is, this is an illusion. It's what we believe in here, and it projects out. He goes, if it's a very persistent one. (laughs) It blew my mind. Mathematically, he goes, at the end, he's going through all this and atoms and this and this. And he goes, but at the end, what the quantum physicists don't want to tell you is you're really just thought. You're a holograph projected out. What you believe in here becomes who you are. Thoughts become things. Isn't that trippy? So now, all this stuff starts to make sense. Don't let the sun go down when you're angry with somebody else. Why? Because guess what? When you go through that... Suleen, we talk talked about this a lot, right? Um, I want you to share both your testimonies someday. Are you will, Can you do it tonight? Oh, you will? Oh, she doesn't know. She doesn't check her phone. That's why I asked her. So <laughs> text me. <laughs> no, I, I, I... No, she doesn't. I call my kids. Right? Are you with mom? Yeah. Why doesn't she answer? She doesn't answer her phone. I don't know. So anyway... I'll, yeah, I'll bring you up in a second. Is that okay? Yeah. So anyway, um, because if you understand this, the best the the best times for prayer is obviously all the time. But the easiest times to get it into your heart. This is why I love the science behind it because it's sharing scripture. When 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 David in the Psalms is saying, "On my night watch, I meditate." Right? Is because when you when you slow this analytical mind down. Um. Right when you're waking up, that state where you're half awake, and right when you're going to bed, that state when you're half awake, it literally, you bypass this really fast and it goes into your heart. All of this is scientifically proven now. So the best time to pray is like half asleep waking up, half asleep going to bed. And just seeing what you desire the outcome to be in your life, thoughts become things. You're really just this thought. And every atom in the universe responds correctly to what you're thinking in here. So, if you got angst against somebody else, what's it going to do to your body ultimately? Affect you, right? Because if every little particle responds perfectly, which is what I'm going to show you scriptures too. Um, so why does forgiveness work? Same way. If you're The only person you're beating up if you're not forgiving anybody is yourself, right? Why does giving work? See, this makes sense to me now too, like even in a better way because how it was taught is manipulative. But when, you know, in Second Corinthians 9 where it says God can't be boxed, most of you, most of us took it like this as like... Um, God can't, you can't mock God. Isn't that kind of how you, what it means is this, is it's perfect in every way. (laughs) So then he starts going, hey, God can't be mocked. What you sow, you shall reap. If you sow sparingly, you reap sparingly. If you sow, and then he goes into, um, then he goes into, you guys have heard me teach this in 2 Corinthians 9, it has way more to do with this than the actual giving. So what he's saying is this, is he's saying, listen, If you see me as only the God that's going to provide for your bread, everything will work perfectly and make sure I only have enough to provide you bread. Follow me? But if you see me, and then he he gives the, the analogy of he going, I want you to live like the life of Jesus where he gives us a visual. He says, if you throw your bread as a wave goes out on the tide, what happens to it? It immediately comes back, overflowing, doesn't it? He goes, I want you to live this life. Because God can't be mocked. That's not, he's not angry at you going, um, oh, that's all you gave, right? That's not what he's doing. He's going, you can't fake this out. It's an impossibility. If you see yourself as I only have enough, where I, I, I'm not this abundant giver, everything works out to make sure you don't have enough. Does that make sense? But he goes, but if you realize that that's, every atom in the universe is filled with me, the, the presence of God, God's, God, in that verse, he says, God agape's a what? Agapios, loves, like the deepest form of love in Greek, loves a cheerful giver. Why? He goes, because you're going to start experiencing my life. You're going to realize that as you throw that bread out, holy smokes, the, the world responds. That's where it, now all this stuff starts to make even more sense to me, where he says, uh, Give and men shall give unto your bosom, pressed down, shaken together, running over. How does that work? This makes sense to me, where he's like, Listen, You can't fake this thing out. God can't be mocked. Meaning that if you see yourself as this abundant, healthy giver where this infinite supply is coming, flowing at all times, and that's all you focus on, every particle in the world has the same knowledge and the presence of God in it, and it aligns itself perfectly to make that happen to you. It's so awesome to me. Does that make sense? It's so awesome to me. So I would just start getting this picture, guys, of not this. It's like, I'm the same God. I can't be mocked. If you see myself as this stingy little thing, everything will line up to ensure that that's all you get. And he's given you everything. So it's not him. It's not him withholding anything. That's how most of us were taught, right? So, anyway, does this make sense to you? Yes. I love this stuff. So, um, a couple of testimonies, then I'll bring you up, Su-Lynn. There's just some great ones, just what's going on with this. Uh, people are starting to get this. So, thoughts become things. Here's what I want you to understand. When you daydream, when you when you're picturing things in your mind, you just saw it scientifically. Whatever you focus on becomes, it's unlimited. So why don't we focus on good things, right? You know, Carolyn Leaf. He says, if if you knew how bad and negative a, a negative thought is to you, you would never have another one. Now that's that's that speaks to me because how many guys have ever had a bad thought? Yeah. Had a couple today, I'm sure. <laughs> so it's challenging to me. I'm going. But it's also beautiful when I understand it going, holy smoke. So I just have to picture something in my mind and everything conforms to that and brings it into my life. Yes, that's what he's trying to tell you. What you do in the heavens is what you're going to see on earth. Isn't that awesome? Therefore, think on these things. Think on good things, right? You'll never have a negative thought that I don't have enough, that, uh, oh my God, they might have a coronavirus. Don't even think about that, right? Jeff Forrest and I were talking about that. I've known this forever. Like, when's flu season? Never. Now. Never. I know, it's never, right. How come it's not in the summer? Because we have this collective thought as a side, like, oh no, you better go get your shot, it's flu season. People's, people are starting to focus on it, right? It was just not a thing to me. It's like, no, that's not, no, no, that's not what we do, right? We don't do that. I don't have that thought. Does that that make sense? I have this thought like, I'm just a butt kicker that eats tacos and wings and everything else and I never get sick. Hallelujah, that's my thought. Praise God, right? And you know what? That's what I experience, isn't it? I don't know how it works. It's just, I'm not worried about how it works. I just want to live like that. Anybody else want to live like that? I do. And if you don't, that's okay. It's just better. It's just better to live life and live it more abundantly in my opinion. So I want to share a couple of it's cool testimonies too. So anyway, um, some of you guys know our friends uh, Carrie and Cheryl Hickman and their son CJ out in Maryland. This is powerful. And this is um, Ashley, like the prayer group that we're doing, guys. These there's some people that understand this stuff. Ashley and different people as part of that. If you want to be part of that, um, it's not a place where we discuss theology. It's where we get to we get busy and do this stuff. Okay, so. Um, because we understand what prayer is it's not begging god it's really just picturing exactly what the end result would be and and carrie and and uh, Cheryl and c j and Marilyn get this which is pretty fun so anyway, this was um oh six a m at five o four or february four eleven o six a m so happy tuesday mike and freedom family this e- this email is for an agreement from my uncle Alan. two years ago he had a kidney transplant, and the kidney was defective <clears throat> um, uh The kidney caused infection to build up in his body and was in a lot of pain. I told my mother, this is how we're going to pray. We're going to focus on how good we're going to feel when Uncle Alan calls us and tells us he has no more pain. So they didn't ask for God to heal him. What did they do? They pictured Uncle Alan calling them going, I feel so great. I don't have any pain. And whatever we picture does what? Becomes. Now is that cool or is that cool? You mean all I have to do is picture it? Yes, guard your hearts and minds with everything because out of it is where life is gonna come. That's the divinity within, all right? So that was uh, six a.m., February, February four. February five, 10.05 a.m., 23 hours later. I just got off the phone with my uncle Alan. <laughs> Cheryl, I praise God for what he's doing I have no pain and feel really good. She's got a bunch of hand claps like this. It happened exactly how she pictured it. I am so grateful for the revelation we're now walking in. I used the wording from one of the sisters that she saw you up here reading a testimony during the service, and I said, yes, Father. Mike's going to share our testimony of Uncle Alan, a bunch of exclamation points. I'm in a restaurant right She's so funny. I'm in a restaurant right now. I don't want these people to call folks in white coats to get me out of here thinking I'm crazy, but I can tell you my mind is blown away. Is that fun? And then she shares a bunch more of like really miraculous stuff exactly how she pictured it. That's cool, isn't it? Isn't that a good way to heal? I think. So uh, let's see. Um, uh, Jennifer, this is cool, out in South Carolina. I want to share another uh, incredible manifestation of his goodness. We've been visualizing abundance in every area of our lives. She doesn't want me to share where she works, et cetera, but she's a professional in a pretty big company that you would know. Jeannie and I have been visualizing abundance in every area of our lives. I'm already at 120% uh, rate compared to all 600 of my peers. My boss told me he went to our director and showed showed him out of 600 of my peers, I'm performing high above every one of them. I got the largest raise I've ever received. Awesome stuff. Isn't that fun? And then, uh, Georgia Trinidad Tobago, um, she says, uh, I've been focusing on applying your teaching. I'm not always good at it, but making the effort to unlearn all the falseness and religiousness that I've ingested and been taught over the last 20 years of my walk in Christ. I say all that to say this I recently received a position that's job related that I so wanted at my current institution. Hallelujah. <clears throat> uh, I see my life changing for the better. I've coined 2020 and beyond my year of winning. Thank you for your very real, practical, authentic, Christ-like teachings. God's abundant blessings to you and all connected to you. So we've communicated on, on um, freedomministries.live just going, here's how you pray. Just teaching her this stuff. Isn't that fun? So, Su-Lynn, so I want to share your testimony. So which mic do you want me to use, bud? Okay. We'll use, uh, is this Beth's? Cool. Whatever you want to share. You guys know Su-Lynn Blackwood, right? Pray for her. <laughs> Seven men in the house. One woman. Yeah.
2: I'm the queen. That's true. That's right. I love it. So um, I was sharing with Mike and Barb the other day a couple testimonies. I just love what we're learning because we can actually apply it. Um, we've been through a lot with Mike and Barb and through a lot of years, and but this actually works. <laughs> so anyways... Uh, The first testimony is... um, I had to think about, like, through the years, what I've been learning and stuff, and probably... Well, this is back um, in the 80s. That'll date me, (laughs) how old I am. But anyways, I had always dreamed to be a Nebraska cheerleader. So I'm from Nebraska. I'm a big Husker fan. We grew up big Husker fans in my family. And I really wanted to be... Um, on the Yale squad, the co-ed squad where you get thrown up in the air and and uh, so I just remember looking back at what I did to make that team and um, I literally would meditate and think about being a Nebraska cheerleader. What would that feel like? What would that feel like to be a Nebraska cheerleader? And I um, And I'm not embarrassed to say this, but I actually interviewed myself and so I would sit in these chairs, and I would say, so Suleyn, what would it feel like to be a Nebraska cheerleader? And then I would sit over here, and I'd say, oh, let me just tell you, it feels so awesome, you know? And I would visualize what it would feel like to be in front of 85,000 people cheering in this huge memorial stadium and what that would feel like and what it would feel like to be in the uniform And all the way down to the shoes, the socks, what my hair looked like, um, what it would uh, feel like in that stadium, the crowd, the noise. And I would think about that all the time. And I tried out, and I became a Nebraska cheerleader. Um, So I was doing this stuff even back then, and I know it was the Holy Spirit. But as time went on, I got married, and had all these boys, and um, my oldest is a senior this year, and um, he'll be graduating here pretty soon. And for some of you guys who have kids, especially boys, teenagers, can relate to this. Um, Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Um, So about three years ago, Samuel just was... Lost, just was making really poor choices. Um, We just didn't know who this kid was. And, you know, we had sowed a lot of seeds into our boys, and we just thought, what in the world is going on? I mean, he was just, his association was awful. He was just really making poor decisions. Um, And I was beside myself. And I just remember just getting to the point that every time he would walk into a room, I would just, I know my energy that I was putting off was just like, don't even be here. I don't even want you here. Um, and, you know, we'd knock heads a lot. And he was just really angry. And it was just not good. And I had to realize, I had to put, Pastor Mike was saying, you know, all this what are you thinking? What are your thoughts? You know, what are you pondering on? What are you meditating? Because thoughts become things. And I had to really think about it. And I was like, oh, my goodness. All I've been thinking about was every time Samuel would do something, I literally would be like, now what? You are such a royal screw-up. And those would be my thoughts every single time. And I realized that's what I was doing. And I was like, whoa, I got to change how I'm thinking. So I started really thinking about what I was thinking all the time. And before i go to sleep and when I'd wake up and during, I mean, all day long, I would only think about what I wanted and what I desired. And what would that feel like? So I would take my morning walks and I would say, oh, Sue Lynn, what is it? What does it feel like to have six black men boys um, that prosper in everything that they do? And I'd be like, oh, let me just tell you. And I'd interview myself. And again, it was just like cheerleading. And I would just be like, okay, what does that feel like? And I'd be like, oh, it feels awesome, it feels amazing. I'm so excited for my boys. They're making such great decisions in life. And I would literally visualize, so my boys are all wrestlers. Um, And I would visualize each one of them, their arm raised after they'd win. And I would visualize them winning every match, winning on and off the mat, on and off the mat, arm up, arm up. And I'd be that mom cheering him on. And um, did it happen overnight that things changed? No, but I kept... Being consistent. And I I started noticing I was a lot happier and I was a lot more peaceful and joyful. And um, next thing I know, every time Sammy would walk in the room, I'd be like, Hi, honey, you know, how was your day? And I'd just be, you know, and sometimes he would respond good and sometimes he wouldn't, but I just would keep, you know, visualizing and just thinking, What would that feel like? What would that feel like? Okay, so here's a kid for three years, grades are not good. SAT score, not good. Um, you know, we had all these aspirations and wonderful things that we wanted him to do after col- or after high school. We wanted him to go to a D1 college and get a scholarship to wrestle. And, and uh, at this point, we were like, we just want you to graduate from high school now. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, forget the scholarship. But I just kept thinking, no, everything my boys do prospers. Everything. And so I don't know how, I just was like, that's not my job to know how this is going to work. I don't, that, I don't care about that. I don't care about the details. I just know all, all I'm going to do is think about what I want. What, how do I want the outcome to be? And it was that Samuel was going to make really good decisions, and he was going to have really good association, and he was um, going to be successful. So I kid you not, this, this is just... <laughs> Amazing. So about a couple months ago, out of the blue, my husband says to me, "Um, a friend of ours is applying for a wrestling head coach position at a college in Kansas. And I'm going to be, you know, recommending him. A couple weeks later, a friend gets the job. The first person he calls is us and says, my first scholarship that I want to hand out as head coach is Samuel. Okay, let me just tell you something. In the natural, it doesn't look at all correct. It doesn't look, I'm telling you, it doesn't matter what the grades are. It doesn't matter what the SAT scores are. It doesn't matter what it looks like in the natural. I just kept having that faith to know that what I think about and what I'm pondering and meditating and how I feel, what does that feel like? It's its already done. It's just really me that I have to catch up to what God's already promised me. And so... Um, Talk about just 180 degrees around for Samuel. His he's, his association is phenomenal. His wrestling is doing really well. Um, we've got state coming up. But the cool part is he's got a scholarship next year to go to college. And he said to me, Mom, I never thought I could ever... Um, wrestle at the next level because of all the mistakes that I made the last three years. He goes, I messed up bad. He goes, my grades are awful. My SAT scores are awful. He goes, but oh my goodness, God really like pulled it through for me. And I said, yeah, that's our God. And so um, the really cool part is, is that I just decided, oh my goodness, this could be for every part of your life. So (laughs) I've literally been doing this. We got a new roof. We're getting new pipes right now because we've been having leaks for years. You know, I'm telling you, it can work for every part of your life. So this is why it's so exciting because we actually are seeing the manifestations of our heart's desires coming true instead of sitting there and toiling for, you know, uh, i got to read the Bible more, I've got to fast more. That is all for the birds, you know, because I love to eat like Mike. (laughs) And so, but... I'm just telling you, it works, so love you awesome. guys. Yeah.
0: Excited for you. Yeah. How's that, huh? Yeah. Isn't that cool? Didn't the administrator say there's no way he'll get a scholarship? There was no way. They were like, he shouldn't even, he's not going to get one. The very first scholarship this guy gives is to him. Hallelujah, man. That's cool, isn't it? Put on the best robe, Sue Lynn. Yeah. Not the wimpy robe, the best robe, amen? Yeah. He's not the 10th scholarship, the number one scholarship. And like, like some of the top 10 in the, in the world are going to be wrestling with him, right? How's that? God just rearranges it. Like, hey, you know what? This friend who knows the character of the family all of a sudden becomes this college hedge coach. And he goes, I know the people. I know these characters. I don't care about the grades. This is the kid I want scholarship. Pretty cool, isn't it? Okay, better hurry now. <laughs> it, we could stop, couldn't we? We could stop. That, awesome. Awesome job. It's exciting, isn't it? So let me give you some scripture just so you don't think I'm making this stuff up, though. Okay? All right. I just want to show you a couple things. This is, this is me. As the offspring of the Father, we're creative beings and have the ability to take the shapeless spirit. All things are possible, right? The unlimited energy of God, mold it and shape it. Now, you may not believe this, but here's Dr. Greg Braden. If some of you guys are looking for a, an easy, um, how does this, the quantum world work? The divine matrix is pretty good. Now, some of you guys might get freaked out about some of the things because he's just a scientist, but I love it. I love this stuff. And just sift through it. If you go, like, I don't agree with that, then don't worry about it. But if they do a really... Here's the, here's the wild part. They can duplicate this over and over and over, right? So if you got... And we can duplicate this. This is what's so cool. So you business owners, you people, your marriages, your health, your whatever, we can teach you how to do this. It's not that difficult, actually. The only difficult part is getting you out of your way, right? So... Anyway, Dr. Braden, he goes, There's an intelligent field of energy that underlies all creation. It is divine matrix that connects all of creation. It's the bridge between our inner and outer worlds, between the thoughts, feelings, emotions, beliefs, prayers we create inside our bodies and the fact they create beyond our bodies. I love that. One of my favorite quotes by Neville is this. Is, this is, I love this. Somehow this just resonates in my heart where I, can, I know it's so true. He says, Most men are totally unaware of the creative power of imagination. We just saw it in science. We just saw living testimonies, didn't we? So... Um, <clears throat> and we bow before the dictates of facts and accept life on the basis of the world without, meaning that we let this determine what we think God is like, follow me? Versus go within and mold and shape what we want. So, but when you discover the creative power within yourself, you will boldly assert the creative power within yourself and boldly assert the supremacy of imagination and put all things in subjection to it. When we read in the the creation narrative, doesn't he say we have dominion over all things? He actually says it, doesn't it? Maybe we should believe your book. So, imagination is the creative power of men. I love this next part. There's nothing under heaven that is not as plastic as potter's clay to the touch of the shaping spirit of imagination. I love that. That means no freaking out. Something going on in your life? What do we do? Huh, there's nothing going on, right? The experts at school are going, This is what we do for a living. He's not going to get a scholarship. No, no, no. He's going to get the number one scholarship before your kids. Huh. <laughs> I love that stuff. I love that. We're for the display of his splendor. Amen? That's just, it is that. It's like, nanner, 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 right? It's like, just take your worries about, leave that somewhere else. We don't want to participate in all that. So let's read this. Does the Bible actually say this? That there's this creative matrix everywhere. So, um... Let's go to, well, you could go to John 1, right? John 1, in the beginning, he talks about there's nothing made that wasn't made and it's in him, doesn't it? I want to read this Colossians 1 and then this is pretty cool too. So I think everybody's, everything's saying the same thing. So Colossians, Colossians 1, let's see where I want to start. Um, okay, so let me do, yeah, Colossians 1, I'll start in verse 15. So some of you guys are watching online. Who is, he is the, in, in, he is the image Oh, yeah, we could, man, I, once I get going, I get excited, but I, I better stay here. Who is the image of the invisible God. So God's invisible, but if we see Jesus, we see what it looks like, right? He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over how many creatures? All. Okay. So he's the firstborn over, over all creation or every creature. This, one, this translation says, for by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible, invisible, whether thrones, dominions, principalities, powers, all things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and by him all things exist. Let me just check one thing here a minute. Uh, there's something that, would, that blew my... Okay. And he is the head of the body... You and I, the church, the ecclesia, right? Who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in in all things might have preeminence for it to please the Father, that in him should all fullness dwell. So what he's saying is he's going, Jesus is the head of what? You and I, the body. So is my head attached to my body? So is he attached to your body? Yes, that's what what he's saying, right? He's using metaphors of visible things we can understand. But it's really interesting when you get in this as... uh, For by him were all things created, and they're him, Uh, let's see, and he's before all things, and in him all things consist. Um, uh, I don't want to waste time on it. He is before all things, is that what I was looking at? Anyway, I'll I'll find it later. When I was reading it, I was sharing with Barb, it says, it basically says this, he is our I am, as he is, I am. Doesn't that sound what the scientists are going? Hey, every every particle in the world contains every everything that is him. It's divine. It communicates with every other thing. Isn't that wild? Where he says, "I'm the head, you're my body." Well, if my head is attached to my body, that means he's attached to us, is it not? Isn't that cool? All right, let's go to Acts seventeen twenty-eight. Now, um, this is pretty interesting too. So, what is that? Acts seventeen. All right, so here's Paul. He's in Athens. Okay, now I want to read something pretty interesting here. So Paul's speaking to the the Greeks in Athens, and um, let's see. And he's talking about all their 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 philosophers, you Epicureans, you Stoics, Uh, and then he says, and then they took him and brought him unto Areopagus, saying, "May we know what this new doctrine where is? Where you are speaking for you bring certain strange things to our ears. We know that we would know, therefore, what these things meant." For all the Athenians and the strangers which were there, spent their time in nothing else but either to tell or to hear some new thing. And Paul, Paul stood up in the midst of Mars Hill and said to them, "You men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you are very superstitious." So he's talking to Greeks that aren't believers. Okay, they're believing in all these Greek gods and everything. So here's what he says: "For I passed by and I beheld your devotions. I found an altar with the inscription to the unknown god." So they're worshiping gods, right? Not they're not worshiping Jesus. Is everybody with me so far? Okay, so there he's going, "Hey, listen, you guys worship this god, you worship that god." In fact, I just went t- past a sign and it says, "To the unknown god." You're like just making stuff up now, right? Whom therefore you ignorantly worship. God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands, meaning physical temples, right? Neither is worshipped with men's hands as though he needed anything, seeing he giveth to all, and, and breath and all things <clears throat> hath made of one blood all nations of men, for to dwell in the face of the earth. They determined that times before, <clears throat> in their bounds of their habitation, that they should seek the Lord, if haply they may feel after him and find him. So he's going, hey, before everybody was going their own way, they were worshiping this god and this moon god and everything else. And you guys in Greek, you're you're worshiping this god. You're even worshiping the unknown god, right? And then he says, God was okay with this. Because he thought that you might find him. So he says, though they seek the Lord, if they haply might feel after him and find him, though he know it not be very far from any one of us. So he's going, he's not out there. You don't have to look for him very far. And then the next verse, verse 28, he says, for in him we live. Here's how close he is. That's what he's saying. He's not far from any one of us. In him. Now he's talking to Greeks that have never said the magic words. How in the world? Was Paul wrong? No, Paul was wrong. Your Bible school teacher was right. (laughs) I don't think so. I think Paul wrote it, and the Bible teacher is misinterpreting it, right? Paul says, he's not far from any one of you. Hey, you knuckleheads, you believe in God. You even believe in the unknown God. But I tell you, he's not made in in temples with that are made by hands. He's not very far from you. In fact, you're in him. (laughs) You can't get any closer. For in him we live, move, and have our being. Uh, Oh, yeah. So it says, in him, in is a preposition, N. So if if I'm in the car, where am I? In the car. I'm not near the car. Where am I? I'm in it. Near is, if I said I'm near the car, then I'm near the car. If I said I'm in the car, then I'm in it. He's going, hey, you Greeks, let me tell you how close you are to God. You're in him. (laughs) And then he says this. He's not very far from any one of us. In fact, we're in him. And this is where we find life and move and have our being. Have our being says, I may, which in Greek means, in Him I am. Literally. Is that a trip? In Him you are. Isn't that what John says? As He is, so are you in this world. And we should probably believe it, right? For in Him we live and move and have our being. For then as much as we are the offspring of God, we're birthed from God, we ought not to think that Godhead is like gold or silver or stone or graven images. At times uh, of this ignorance God winged at, but now he commendeth all men repent. Meaning, here's how it's taught. You better get your act together. Because if not, if if you don't have him jump into your heart, then it's going to end up really bad for you. That's not what Paul's saying. What's Paul saying? He's not far from you. In fact, you're in him, and you are, I am. <laughs> this is going to get me thrown out of every church, and I'm just reading your book, but it gets me so excited. It's telling you exactly what these guys are saying. There's this intelligent field. It's, a, it's like this, by faith, we understand that we're in this thing that's responsive to us, that what we see and feel becomes us. I am who I am, right? You guys get this? It's a trip, isn't it? So, the secret of the kingdom of God. He goes, I'm going to give you the secret of the kingdom of God. I'm going to give you the mysteries of the kingdom of God. Lord, teach us how to pray. What's he saying? He's saying this over and over, isn't he? All right, let's go to this next slide. I'm going to do a better job of Genesis 1. I was all excited last week, and I know I didn't do a very good job of this. So, All right, so let's, this is the first verse, Genesis 1.1. 1, 1. How many words are in the, the first verse? Anybody know? Seven. What's the number of perfection? Seven. Everything is right here. The secret of the kingdom of God, how to pray, everything's right here. So, seven's the number of perfection. What's the number of man's efforts? Six. On the sixth day, man was created. So, if you look at this, the very center, that, that look, looks like, like kind of a backwards N and kind of a, a small N in the very center. It's et. You guys see that? It's the, it's the first and last alphabet of the Hebrew letters. It's the left off. So, Jesus, and if you look it up, it says untranslatable. No, they read it. You guys read it. Your Bible school, you read it. What is it? If you're going to take it literally, what is it? They don't know. But if you actually read your book, it tells you. Jesus says, I am that. I'm in the very center. In God, you are complete in Christ, nothing lacking. And Jesus Christ, he says, Jesus Christ is a left top. Jesus is what? Yahweh saves. It's a it's a it's a combination of two words. Yahweh saves. Yeshua, right? Now, when people go, um, do you know the uh, do you know Jesus? I would contend most people don't. They've confessed to him. They go to church. They do all these things. They don't know that. They don't know. They don't understand it. You know, his name is not Yeshua in Chinese. <laughs> it's not a head knowledge of I know his name. That always confounded me. I'm like, how do if I I know his name, he jumps into me? And now I'm good? What? That never made sense to me. Honestly, we we would have these long theological discussions. I go, I know he's this mega pastor guy, but that makes no sense to me. Like, how did everything work in my life before? Because it worked. I was like, it's like I didn't have a curfew since I was six years old and got straight A's. How's that work? I just like, you know what, God, I need some help. Give me the answers on the test tomorrow. And I would get them, wouldn't they? I even got A's in typing. Men don't get A's in typing, guys. It's just, it doesn't, and I'm not feminine. It's like, no, I still got, how does that work? I don't know how it works. I just know it works. That's the mystery of the kingdom of God, right? I'm like, I know him, he knows me, we're cool. God, we're cool in this, right? Isn't that amazing? It's kind of like you, Celine. I would watch all the pastor's kids and all these kids, and all the other good little two-shoes kids, and their life was miserable. And I'm this kid running around as a little terrorist, no curfews in six years old, and everything in my life worked. Now, you got to confound a churchgoer. Figure that one out. It's because I was never separated from him. I knew him from this high. Does that make sense? The, the greatest lie, in my opinion, is the lie of separation. Science is telling you that, that's a lie. That's a lie from the pit of hell, if you want to believe in that but we made that stuff up too. So anyway, in the beginning, created God, Aleph Toph, Jesus Christ, Yahweh is salvation, and the anointing, Jesus Christ. Salvation is within, and the anointing is within. You're completing Christ, nothing lacking, the very first verse. See how it's in the very middle of seven, the number of completion? All right, so you're completing Christ, nothing lacking. In the very middle is the Aleph Toph, which Jesus Christ says is yud vav He, is salvation, and the anointing in God is in the very center of you, Jesus comes along and he says, the kingdom of God is where? In your very center, within. I'm going to put it where all, it's, I'm not in temples made with hands. I'm made with you. You're where I dwell. You're my tabernacle. Jesus says, all the law, the Psalms, and the prophets are written about who? Him. It says, the law, the Psalms, and the prophets are just shadows. It's not the real thing. But now, Hebrews 11, 1, but faith is the real thing. So what he's saying is all these old stories, these allegories in the Old Testament, all creation is telling the same story. It's not the real thing, it's just a shadow. So all these stories in the scriptures, et cetera, but it's something very real, it's very serious, right? And then he says, it's not the real thing, but the spiritual is the real thing. So all these pictures of the tabernacle, what this is the picture of? You, it's you, it's about his greatest creation. The tabernacle is within. Does that make sense? So, all right. So here's, now I want to show you something pretty cool. So from the beginning, in the beginning, it, we think of time frame. It is time frame, but he goes, from the very beginning or the very principal thing is that bara, which we'll get into a little bit, God created the heavens. And then you see where it says the heavens and the earth, that end. It's the first time vav is introduced. Vav is the sixth letter of the Hebrew alphabet. Vav, God. man was created on what day? the sixth day it's the sixth word it's the first time vav is and guess what a picture of vav is a divine connector it connects whatever it touches and it's the number of man huh so vav if we just take that vav a left bet vav is man is and it connects whatever it touches vav is touch connected to what jesus christ the anointing and guess what where heaven is connected to earth, because that's what Vav does, it's the divine connector, is where? In man. Is that a trip or is that a trip? Is that cool or is that cool? Genesis 1 has everything you need. Well, of course, because the number of perfection is seven. It only te- took seven words to figure it out. Isn't that beautiful? I think that's absolutely stunning. Let's go to this next uh, Uh, all right so we're in creative beings with the union of God what we we can take this unlimited where heaven meets earth where this unlimited spiritual meets earth is us where he says the tabernacle in the old testament when the high priest would go into the holies of holies the ark of the covenant where, where supposedly God was right and the scriptures say this is if the high priest went in there whatever he asked for for the nation of Israel if he came out alive did God grant his prayer yes what is it a picture of the veil's gone now. Every one of you can go to the tabernacle of David. The cherubim is where God's presence is, and you're that tabernacle. So whatever you picture here is true prayer. Whatever you picture here is you. It's yes and amen. You want that? Yes. So th- only think on good things. Because if you think on bad things, what's it going to give you? Yes and amen. Don't. I, I tried to warn you. Choose life. I've, I've set before you life and death. Choose life. Only think on good things, right? Because that's all you're going to get. Are you telling me? Yes, I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you. Isn't that amazing? So even if it looks impossible, unreasonable, forget that, right? All things are possible with God. Isn't they say that? All things are possible with God. Vav, human beings, are attached to a left off. So if all things are possible with God, with God, all things are possible. How many possible things are possible to you? All. But not out here. Because what you do in the heavens, in the spiritual, within the tabernacle, when you go into the holiest of holies, between the cherubim, whatever you ask for there, when they said, Jesus, teach us how to pray. Don't use words like your Bible teachers. They they use vain repetitions, thinking they're going to be heard. Right? That's why we don't do long prayer meetings. What a waste of time. Hey, here's what we're going to do. We're going to see your uncle calling you tomorrow and saying, man, I feel amazing. Whoa, this is tripping me out. That's exactly what happened, she said. It's a better way to pray, isn't it? Oh, God, please. No. What well, He sees what you do within, and what you do within your closet is going to be seen by everybody without. you get how all this is the same? Quantum physics. You look at something, and that unlimited potential becomes exactly what you're looking at. So what are you looking at in here? If you feel like crap, I know you're looking at the wrong thing all day. I'm serious, right? Well, I did it but I, I, I just feel like crap all day. I promise you, you're not looking at the right thing all day. It's an impossibility. Does that make sense? Does it take some effort? Yes, labor to enter into the rest. The rest is I, I don't have to work for my physical blessing. All I have to do is look at something, and it becomes. How easy is that? Right? It's pretty good, isn't it? How easy is that? So, not if i was, I'd be single, not these eyeballs, because most of you guys got two, Right? Because if your eye be single, where's the single eye within? Uh, I'm only gonna focus on what I want. Does that make sense? Okay. So thou shalt decree a thing and come to pass. We see that in Job and all these different things. This isn't like the charismatic word of faith that you've been taught. I'm speaking to that thing and do no 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 and slamming my thing and whatever. And then you get to them in private, they go, Oh God, I hope this works. How long have you been praying in tongues? I got like the last ugly. Rotisserie cheese dog at 7-Eleven's been on there for like two hours, and I put chili cheese and that nasty cheese and chili on it, and I, I'm, I haven't been fasting. Sorry. <laughs> That's me. Just, but we know how to do this. <laughs> Isn't that better? We're fasting. Wow, I'm so proud of you. You already got your reward. Does that make sense? Not, there's nothing outside of a man that defiles a man. Where, what's, where's the defi- defilation come from? Within. So if there's nothing outside of a man, do we have to worry about a, 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 the demons? Not unless they're in you. Unless you want <laughs> right? But if you want to believe in it, you'll fight them. Yeah. It'll come. When it has nothing to do with you, you won't fight them no 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 you know you can let you charismatic knuckleheads do that i don't do that he doesn't mess with us does that make sense because i know there's nothing outside of a man and i know diablos is just from the, the fallen mind it's just it's within nothing there's nothing i have to worry about it's everything's within and what's really cool is if there's anything i want to change in my life what do i do just look at something else <laughs> is that a trip or is that a trip Science is showing it. Hey, you look at it, boom, performs exactly what you want. Don't look at it, unlimited potential. You tell me what you want. Lord, just bless me. Trying. Can you give me a little more, please? Like, what do you want? What do you want, right? What do you want? Some a little more details, right? So thou shalt decree a thing and come a pass. As a son, what you, it's the decreeing within. So when he says thou shalt decree a thing and within, that, that is literally your union with the Father, guys. That is your one with him. And guess what? If Jesus decrees a thing and goes, this is how it's going to be, how's it going to be? Exactly how it's going to be. If you decree a thing, so this is how it's going to be, how's it going to be? Exactly how you just said it. You're in union, one with him. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. What you do in the heavenlies, within, what you're looking at within all day, is exactly what's going to come about in the earth. Physical. Isn't that wild? So, Again, I love that quote. There's nothing under heaven that's not as potter's clay that touch with the shape and spirit of imagination. When you're imagining stuff, guys, that's God daydreaming. It's so the power of God's unleashed. It's not you trying to figure it out like Sue Lynn's talking about. I didn't have to try to figure it out. All I had to do was like, Lord, I want this. And when you start to realize that that is divinity, and I don't need to do know anything else, he's going to rearrange the people, places, things, because it's, it's, it's imagery. Like science is going, you're an illusion. You're, you're a picture, your picture expressed is what the quantum physicists are going. You're really not even atoms. You're what you think. That is, makes me just shoot through the roof excited, actually. So I told my wife, I've got some things I'm thinking. that. <laughs> 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 Praise God. So as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. That's why he says guard your hearts, because out of it is where life's going to flow. Got it? Let's go to this next slide. We'll finish up. So I want to get into this a little bit more. So quantum physics tells us the same thing. What you focus on takes the unlimited energy. When they didn't put things that focused on it, what did it operate like? A wave, a wave energy. What do you want me to be? You haven't told me what you want to be. They focus on it, comes exactly how we expect it to go. Take it off, you can't fake it out. Net wheel. All things are possible to God. Where's God? Within, isn't he? I dwell in there. I'm going to see, I'm going to meet you between the divine cherubim, and what you do in the heavens is what's going to happen in the earth. It's all the same message, guys. They're telling you over and over and over. So remember, it says, in the beginning of the principal thing, bara. So that's that word bara. It literally means to create or fashion, like a potter. Fashion's clay. So it's right to left. That first one is bar, resh, aleph. So check this out. So if we take the last two letters, ra, which is resh, aleph, it literally means to see. Bet, the first, looks like that kind of backwards C thing there. It's tabernacle or inside the building, inside the tent. All right, what you see inside the tabernacle creates. Is that a trip or is that a trip? And then we can take... Then let's do it the other way. See, here's where the multifaceted of God. So the Hebrew, Hebrew words are just beautiful to me. So let's just leave a left, which means the ultimate strength or leadership strength, the prime strength, the number one strength, the strength that's above every other strength. The son has strength above every other strength and that strength is to create. And how it works is what you see inside the tabernacle, because you're the tabernacle, is what's going to happen physically. In the beginning, this is how it was, but all the foundations of the world out of place. We started teaching this nonsense of separation. You forgot who you were. You know what Jesus said in John 10? I'm trying to tell you your own book says you're Elohim's, but in scripture can't be broken. I'm just telling you I'm the son. Blasphemy. Let's kill him. Wouldn't this be a good thing to know? So if you could teach your kids anything, Jesus, teach us how to pray. Our Father. Man, if you're a father, you're a son. The son has the ultimate strength to create, just like me. Elohims give birth to Elohims. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that a a trip? Just just be careful. Because you have this unlimited power, you can use it backwards. That's evil. Life, live backwards. Does that make sense? I've set before you this amazing ability as a son's. Please choose life. Because if you don't, it's going to be a mess. And who's it really going to mess with? You. Do unto others as you do unto yourself because it really is yourself. There's one body. There's one spirit. We're holographic. We're attached to every atom in the universe. Now I've got to change my talk. It's not even atoms. You're not even an atom. <laughs> it blew, that blew my mind today because it's what I'm believing. I'm like, oh my God, the best scientists in the world are going, you're just a thought. What you think is who you are. It's like this beautiful holograph. You create now, if you want to change anything about your life, think on different things. Therefore, think on these things, things that are lovely, pure, because that's what you're going to get. Follow me? You guys get it? Is that good? All right, I think I have one more slide, but we're done. You can get to your feet, but this, I think, I don't know. That's it? Okay. Good enough. What else do you need? All right, so. All right. Hey, we've got some medical issues. My uncle. All we did, and what Carrie, Cheryl, and CJ did is said, you know what, we're going to see in the tabernacle our uncle calling us going, I feel amazing. 23 hours later, Cheryl, I feel amazing. From intensive care surgery, I feel amazing. Get me out of here. Because this is kind of blowing me away. How simple this really is. Isn't that awesome? That's pretty cool, isn't it? Hey, Sulin, your son. Uh, nice try, but he kind of messed up. He doesn't have good good enough grades. My kids are perfect. <laughs> Such good little kids. They'll never get a scholarship. The mom understands who she is, what she sees as a son or daughter within her tabernacle, has the power to create and fashion the life she designs my son, I remember, she was getting just as fired up at our house. She's like, this is what I started to do. It took work in the beginning, didn't it? It takes work, doesn't it? Because we want to be religious, self-righteous turds, don't we? We're like, this, I do it, right? Wait a minute, catch myself. What am I doing? I'm creating what I don't want, right? I'm I'm probably not the only one that does it, but I do it, right? Good. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I can be king of it sometimes. Can't we all? We're just like, jeez. It's so simple. We're <sighs> you know what? My son's got a scholarship. Everything he touches prospers. I've got such, I don't remember exactly what you said, but basically along this line, right? I saw the difference. They'd come over to the house. I'm like, man, Samuel, proud of you, man. Like, you're a freaking stud, Pastor Mike, I got the first scholarship they ever gave me. I'm so fired up about life. I and mean, this is him talking to me where before he's like, eh, whatever, Let me, where's my skateboard, right? And now he's going, I'm so fired up, I'm wrestling the best people in the world. Guess what, mom's, mom's out there going, I'm seeing in the tabernacle exactly what I want. I am a child of God, I'm starting to create in the, the life I want. Not exactly, not immediately, but it happened. You guys getting this? So what do you want? Whether it's health, whether it's finances, whatever, you don't have to make sense. All things are possible to God. In fact, he's got ways higher than your ways. So don't try to figure it out. When you try to figure it out is when you screw up because then you start thinking about the wrong thing, right? Ashley, I've seen you do it. Like, you know what? This is who I'm going to be. I'm going to be this prosperous giver where I just kick button work and everything starts working for me. I'm this thing and boom, break all sales records, right? Isn't that fun? Hallelujah. Isn't that easier? Here's what you need to do. Get into a good Bible study. No. Run. Run. (laughs) Get out of there. Exactly, Esther. I think that was you. Was that you? Oh, I heard your voice. Yeah. No, some are good, but not very many. So I've never been in one that I'm like, man, these guys, they got it. They're fired up. They're like, what, does, what do you think about that scripture? I don't really want to know what you think about that scripture. I want to know what he thinks about that scripture. And he says, you're a son with the ability to form and fashion. I've created you in my image. You're a little Elohim. Now go act like it. Don't act like the humans anymore. Get it? You got it. All right. So if you want to give, Father, we just thank you. Thank you for all the people that give online. And I hope you get this, guys. Start seeing yourself as this abundant, overflowing. His, everything he is, guys, is in every atom in the universe. Does he have unlimited supply? Yes. Is, is, he, is every atom in the universe ultimately powerful? I mean, we, I don't know what you even call it anymore, but we used to call it the atomic bomb. If you, The smallest particle we know of, if you split it, what happens? All of Colorado Springs is wiped out. That smallest little thing. And he goes, he's... <laughs> That contains everything he is. So it's this creative flow of energy, of whatever you want to call it, his love, his power, his abundance, is, is flowing in through us and is our I am, is what scripture says. Isn't that amazing? So we have this ability as sons to take this creative ability that's inflowing in, in every atom of the universe and go, you know what? This is who I'm going to start being. Does that make sense? I'm trying to guys get this, man, if you see me as only enough, God so loved the world, he did what? He gave. That's that's who he is. Because he knows that if I throw my bread on many waters, what happens to it? It comes back. I'm the same God. If you think I'm just a stingy guy, God can't be mocked. That's what you're going to get. It's not that he's mad at you. He loves you perfectly. He's going, man, I wish my kids would get this, right? And then Paul is going, but here's who you really are. When you throw your bread on many waters, all grace, every atom in the universe responds to you. He goes, "Mm." this kid gets it. The unlimited supply is flowing through you, in you, and you can always have enough. You guys get it? That's why we give. And it says, and we give in how many situations? All. We'll always have enough and enough to give. You guys get this? You do what you want with that, but God won't be mocked. And it's not a threat. That's what I'm trying to... You guys, is my heart, you guys hearing this okay? Okay. Because he's like, that's why we do Inspire and all the things we're doing. Because we want you to experience his life. Because if you get it, if you give, what happens to it? The world responds, the whole body responds and goes, if you give, men will give unto your bosom, pressed down, shaken together, running over. It's like you, coaches are going to get hired out of nowhere and go, you're the first guy because I know the character. How did that happen? Did you know that was going to happen? No, but it happened. You get it? So when you start to get like you know what Lord, if I, if I have a thousand bucks and I have a hundred, how much do I have now? Eleven hundred. <laughs> you get this? Because when you put it out on the waves, what happens to the tide? It comes right back. Never, there's an infinite supply. He's in every end of years responds to you. You get it? So Father, we thank you that in everything they take this creative ability that we have, that what, how we see ourselves within is how we're gonna experience life. And we're only gonna see it as big, as prosperous, as abundant, because you came to give us life and life more abundantly. So if you wanna give, thank you. That's what we, That's why we do it, is we take care of needs, we take this the ministry, everything happens, and it's not out of obedience, it's nothing like that. It's as we give, it's this beautiful thing, we experience your life where it cannot but come back overflowing. Amen? Amen. In Jesus' name. So, Mike, we can get mine. Wait, you don't need my notes. That's... that's, that's uh, that's Patty, your notes of, yeah, the, the, the river band notes. <laughs> God bless you guys. Hope that helps.